Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. We're continuing with our theme for this season's lineup of shows on angels today with Fear Not, Courage, and Angels. By various accounts, there are purported to be over 300 references in the Bible alone to the message, Fear Not. Many of them are spoken by an angel. Amongst them, two of the more widely known angelic messages that include the resurgence and encouragement, Fear Not, were those from Archangel Gabriel. In the first of the two, the Archangel Gabriel appears to Zechariah as the priest entered the temple and was preparing to burn the incense according to the custom. When Zechariah saw the angel, he was gripped with fear, but the angel said to him, Fear not, Zacharias, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth shall bear you a son, and you shall call him John. Of course, their son was the soul who incarnated and became known as John the Baptist. The angel told Zacharias, as well as his son, as well, that his son would be born filled with the Holy Spirit, and that he would turn many of the children of Israel back to their God. Since Zacharias didn't believe the angel, the angel revealed himself as the Archangel Gabriel and made Zacharias unable to speak until the prophecy came to be. Yet, archangels don't mess around if you don't own your certainty in spirit. I'll tell you about my experience with that in a bit. When Zacharias' wife, Elizabeth, was in her sixth month of her miraculous pregnancy in her old age, Gabrielle appeared to her young cousin, Mary, in the city of Nazareth in Galilee. He said to Mary, Hail, you are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women. When Mary saw him, she was confused and troubled by, troubled by how he greeted her, so Gabrielle said, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall name him Jesus. It was actually Jeshua. Gabrielle tells her that her son will be great and will be called the son of the highest and that the Lord God would give him the throne of his father David and that he will reign over the house of Jacob Jacob forever and his kingdom will be limitless. Of course... Mary's first question was, how will that be possible, since she was a virgin? To this, the archangel replied that the Holy Spirit will be with her and that the power of the highest will overshadow her, so that the Holy One who will be born to her will be called the Son of God. He reassures her that nothing is impossible with God and to see what he gave her cousin Elizabeth. Yes, one of the things that Michael has repeated on our shows often about angels is that they always remind us in various ways to have certainty in spirit and validate spirit all of the time, no matter what the conditions we might be experiencing in the world. One of my experiences with Archangel Michael that I've mentioned before, probably several times on this show, was about the time I was worrying about running into a cougar on my dog walks when we were living in cougar territory in Mount Shasta. We were actually living uh, right next to the wilderness. I kept asking Archangel Michael for his protection, especially from the cougars, whenever I was taking our dog out for her two-mile-plus walk. Finally, one day, I heard him tell me that he's already heard me and that I didn't have to keep asking him. (laughs) A subtle reminder that I needed to have much more certainty in spirit and that I needed to 
Fear not. My request was being handled. But as if to drive the point home, on one of my next walks a few days later, I was stopped by a police officer driving around our area, warning everyone to stay home since three cougars were spotted roaming the neighborhood that morning. But the joke was on me. The officer stopped me, and to issue his warning, when we were at the exact furthest point about a mile away from our house on our oval walk route. And after uh, offering us, uh, and rather than offering us a ride back to our house, the officer just drove off. So I had to walk with our dog a mile in the area where the cougars were seen multiple times that morning roaming around, presumably looking for a nice warm meal. It was quite early in the morning. Cougars eat in the morning at dawn and dusk, and it was dawn when I was walking. (laughs) Yes, I did find it amusing and could hear Archangel Michael laughing at me, and of course I was fine. Then just in case I might not have gotten it quite, when I returned home, another police officer came to our front door to warn me to stay indoors that day since there were three cougars spotted multiple times in our neighborhood. I said to the archangel out loud, yes, I got it. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, the angels are definitely not just someone's fantasy. They are around us and working with us all of the time in so many ways. Yeah, I saw the message of fear not (laughs) from angels is used to us is usually just the beginning of their whole message. We all carry a unconscious fear within our mind and we're not aware of them most of the time until something happens and the fear that was obscured until then pops up into our conscious awareness. For example, we're not experiencing fear until we're surprised by a sudden noise or we're not experiencing any fear until we find ourselves alone walking through an unfamiliar forest in the dark (laughs) or we're going down a strange alley in the middle of the night in a big city or we may have been having our you know best time of our lives until we get an urgent text that our best friend was in a bad accident and rushed to the ER then what fear may rise up seemingly from nowhere and it might grip us if we let it in fact We often experience an initial fear, like Zacharias did, or confusion, like Mary did, when the surprising news even turns out to be a cause for celebration. How often do we experience a strong distrust, for instance, if someone called us on the phone to announce that we just want a free vacation at a resort or on a cruise ship? (laughs) Never get those. (laughs) These days, (laughs) considering the frequency of scams and various types of cons being perpetrated on unsuspecting folks like us, (laughs) we often need to be cautious until we can ascertain for ourselves the validity of the seemingly good news. Then we can rejoice if it turns out to be true. But in these various circumstances, we do often encounter our previously hidden fears, at least initially. Fear doesn't affect us until we're in the situation that precipitates our specific fear. So the message, fear not, often relayed to us by angels, serve several purposes. One is that before we're able to receive anything, even great news that we've been praying for, We have to gain our seniority and release our fear. I discovered this for myself early in my teaching career. It didn't matter what I was teaching to whomever I was teaching. The most important part of my teaching, and usually the biggest part of my teaching, anything, was to help the students get through their fears about whatever the subject matter was. So I learned to devote the biggest part of my classes and seminars to teaching people to be able to have the subject matter by guiding them past their fears that have heretofore limited them 
from learning the subject matter. Which was usually psychic and spiritually uh, oriented. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it brings up a lot of stuff. Of course, anyone coming to learn something from me is obviously interested in learning all that. That's never been a problem. The willingness to learn it and the enthusiasm, that's already there. Yet, what happens when you are willing to learn something? Any fears that you unconsciously hold within your mind will begin to surface into your conscious awareness the more you get into learning it. What fear could that be? To teach anything, I have to look at the students in relationship to their unconscious answers to the question, what are you afraid to lose or not gain if you actually learn this? For example, I'm teaching people to see the truth clearly all the time. That ability is often called clairvoyance. Which means clear seeing. Literally. Mm-hmm. So what would people who are already totally interested in being more clairvoyant be unconsciously afraid of if they were to actually learn to see clairvoyantly? There's all kinds of fear, such as, what if I see that my partner is cheating on me? What if I see that my child has cancer? What if I see when I'm going to die? What am I going to do if I see that my employee is embezzling? Fire there. <laughs> Fire them. <laughs> what if I see that my mother is an alien? <laughs> That's a good one. Hey, you never know. <laughs> what if I see a disaster coming and no one believes me? Or more generally and simply, what if I see something I don't want to or am not ready for seeing or knowing? Hmm. Yeah, that's the fear, isn't it? Yeah, what if? You know, what's going to happen if I see something I'm not ready to see? I, I, I don't know what to do about. I've learned that it takes a lifetime commitment to continue to learn and grow to live the life of a clairvoyant. That's why if I were to teach a more academic workshop on how to have a happier life or something like that, I'd probably get 10 times more people attending it or more. (laughs) But even if I don't mention the word clairvoyance, that's one of the underlying things I'm always teaching. So the attendance drops down to those who are committed enough to fear not and learn to see more clearly and live more as the spiritual being that they truly are. The other thing is that the more profound the healing you receive, the more fear has to be released out of your mind. This is one thing that happens to all powerful healers that sooner or later they have to recognize to fully be the healers that they are. Because Especially as sensitive children growing up as healers, whenever you're around people who need a lot of healing, they begin to release a lot of fear. The more aware person, the healer, tends to become more aware of the fear than the person releasing it usually. The person releasing it actually feels better as he or she releases their unconscious fears. The healer, however, if he or she doesn't realize that that's what they're experiencing, then they often end up thinking they're afraid around people or contract in shyness around strangers that they're around there to help. Well, we are coming to our first break already. And since we're pre-recording this episode in March, as the COVID-19 pandemic is necessitating border closures, travel restrictions, lockdown of many businesses, and other extraordinary mandated precautions, we don't know how long these restrictions would continue. So we are making this announcement with the hope that we'll soon be able to resume our in-person events safely. But please check our website to see what is or is not happening at this time that you tune into this show. As always, we'll stay in the present and see how everything unfolds. It is our hope 
that we will be able to resume our spring teaching tour in Switzerland and we'll be able to start off in Zurich on Sunday, May 17th with Michael teaching with renowned spiritual teacher and author Annette Kaiser in Forum Imlicht's Impulse Day event, New Horizons, Community with Our Soul Sisters and Brothers. Then we head to Basel, Switzerland on Wednesday, May 20th, where Michael will teach an evening workshop presented by Psy Verain and Forum Imlicht on your mediumship and out-of-body experience, getting to know yourself as spirit. And by the way, I don't speak German, so please excuse my pronunciations. We'll be back in Zurich on Friday, May 22nd for Michael to teach. Live the life you love, love the life you live, Psychic Guidance for Living the Miracle, a fabulous evening workshop. And to top off all our events, he'll teach his most in-depth and comprehensive weekend seminar, Reclaiming Your Abundance of Joy, Heal Your Loving Heart and See Your Way Clearly. If all goes well at that time, all our Zurich events will be presented by our good friends Wolfgang and Marianne Jaeger of Forum and Buchhanglen im Licht. Michael will teach in English with immediate translation into German. We certainly pray that Global Healing will allow us to have you all join us for this extraordinary series of workshops and seminars in Switzerland. If, on the other hand, it is not possible to do this in person, we'll let you know if there will be alternative possibilities as soon as we know. Find out all the latest details and sign up online at Forum im Licht website www.imlicht.ch or contact Wolfgang Jaeger in German or English at forum at imlicht.ch. We'll return in a couple of minutes to get back to Fear Not, Courage and Angels. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Let's get right back to our timely topic for today. Fear not, courage and angels. And I'd like to 
allow Michael to continue his train of thought that he was uh, bringing forth to you before the break. Where where did the train go? (laughs) (laughs) It it, it left yesterday. (laughs) In case you didn't catch the train. (laughs) I was talking about, you know, healers. When when you're in front of people, you're you're getting around people. Uh, even if you're not conscious that you're a strong healer, your healing energy brings out the first thing it brings out in people who, especially the ones who need the most healing, is fear. The same thing happens when you're teaching. Fear comes out from the students. So that's what I was talking about earlier before the break, and then. You know, with healers, it's the energy that affects people. So you don't even have to be talking about healing. It's just being around someone and that person's fear starts to release. Because what is healing? Healing is restoring to wholeness. Healing yourself, restoring yourself to the wholeness that you are. And and so then the bottom line is what divides you? from being whole. It's just our perception that we're divided. The decisions we make that divides us. But in truth, as spirit, we're never divided. So healing is restoring to that spirit wholeness. It's, It's already there. We already have it. But most of us forget it. And so when a healer, in the presence of a strong healer, and many of you listening are strong healers. So you might have had the experience where you're around somebody just talking and you might start to feel uncomfortable or a little bit afraid or, you know, some fear. Well, generally that's not your fear. It's coming off of the people that you're healing because it's the fear energy. That's the division in people. So, In the presence of healing energy, which brings about restoration to that wholeness, the division energy, the fear, starts to come off. It just comes off and off and off until the person feels like, oh, I feel much better. I'm much more whole. I feel like myself. I'm sure you've heard that from people. I feel like myself more. Well, what were they being if they weren't themselves? Ah, against themselves, divided from themselves, forgot themselves. Well, the same thing happens to sensitive teachers, especially those who are meant to teach on a more psychic and spiritual level. A very common experience for such a person is that when they first start to get in front of a group of people, even a small group, they experience a lot of fear and a lot of invalidation, even sometimes pain. Often that person doesn't realize that the most of all of that fear, invalidation, pain, doubt, isn't their own feelings at all. That's not where they're at. You'll notice it doesn't happen until you're in front of people and about to communicate with them. Well, the more powerful the teacher is, the more pain, unconsciousness, and fear begin to naturally release out of the students they're teaching. And the students generally feel better by the end of the class. But the teacher may end up feeling like he or she did a terrible job if they take on much of all that was released by the class. So sometimes I notice, you know, the best classes, well, the teacher walks away from it uh, feeling invalidated (laughs) or like they didn't do a very good job. So when I taught beginning psychic and spiritual teachers. You know, they're getting their sea legs, so to speak, teaching. And and in the beginning times, I recommended that they record their class and listen to it afterwards for themselves to see for themselves how they taught the class instead of relying on what what it felt like afterwards. Almost always, the teacher gets validation that he or she actually taught a great class, even if they felt like they failed miserably, you know, right afterwards, according to what they felt and the thoughts going through their mind. They were picking up on all the stuff that the students were able to release because they taught a good class. 
So what I learned over the years from the messages of angels, even to other people, to fear not, was to look at and discover the hidden fears that limit our ability to receive the blessings of heaven, of spirit, of God's grace. Essentially, it's only fear and our fear of fear that limits our experience of living a joyous life as spirit here on earth. Angels on every level are constantly reminding us of that. So then, in order to fear not, (laughs) what do we need? Of course, the antidote to fear is courage. What is courage? And how do we become courageous? At least courageous enough to be joyful and carry on with whatever it is that we are each here on earth to fulfill. Well, first, the word courage. I like words. And, and I like the word courage, of course, because it comes from the old French courage, which in turn derives from the Latin core, meaning heart. Like the core of something is the heart of something, right? As the cowardly lion in the Wizard of Oz. Remember that story? <laughs> Laments, if only I had a heart. <laughs> yes, he receives the gift of courage. But did he really receive his courage as a gift from some elixir he drank? Of course not. He was the lion, the king of beasts. He was regularly doing brave deeds, but he felt inadequate because he often felt fear. Ah, the real gift that was given to the lion was that he discovered that real courage was doing what needed to be done in spite of feeling the fear. So the real question here that angels confront us regularly with is, What makes us be able to do what we need to or would like to do in spite of us feeling great fear? That answer is always the same. Throughout my whole life, when I examined the times that I was able to do something I needed to do or wanted to do, but was initially afraid to do it, it was when I was able to be loving enough. It was that simple. Whenever I was loving enough, the fear became a non-issue. In fact, once I was loving enough, the fear would disappear. It was only when I was angry or unhappy or somehow withholding my loving that fear would hold me back in some way. Once I chose to be loving, loving towards myself, loving towards someone else, loving of what I was doing, that I was able to get past the fear and the fear disappeared. To own the courage you already have, you just need to be loving. That's why an extreme surfer can surf those monster waves that will kill anyone else who doesn't love surfing enough to put in the hours and the hard training and learning how to surf them, right? I mean, hey, I can. I love the ocean. I can go out with a surfboard in a big storm and giant waves, and I'm not going to be coming back. (laughs) Yes, that would be dumb. (laughs) As much as I love the ocean, as much as I love the surf and everything, if I don't train and practice and get myself to the place where I can actually do it without killing myself, yeah, that would be ridiculous. But who's going to go through such a rigorous training? And it's, I'm just using surfing as just one example. But anything that puts you into the line of fire, you got to love it. You got to love something enough to put yourself on the line 
to risk, you know, severe injury, possibly death, to do it. And so, of course, I mean, we don't love running into fires. But if you're going to be a firefighter, you have to love the job. You have to love, oh, you get to help people. Save lives. Save lives, you know, save injuries, whatever. If you're a doctor, nurse, some medical personnel, paramedic, you got to love some aspect of helping people, right? Otherwise, you're not going to put yourself on the line, especially in these days where there's all kinds of infectious diseases and, and real risks that a frontline medical person is putting themselves into or a first responder, right, of any kind. So you got to love it. Otherwise, you're not going to put yourself in that position. Otherwise, you're not going to put yourself in the position to go through rigorous training, difficult training and challenges to do the job. So that's what brings about the courage is the loving. And I'd like to expound on that because there are those of you that may think that you don't have that within you, and you do, especially if you're a person listening to a show like this. Sometimes what spirit will do for you is put you in a situation where you have to grab onto that courage that you have inside of you and never knew you had. Such as, I'm going to use a pretty extreme example here, what if you're walking down the street and suddenly you see a little toddler run out of a store and right into traffic? What would be your, uh, what's the, the term for it? You know, your knee-jerk reaction to that. Would you stand there and stare at that child while, while traffic is possibly going to run him or her over? Of course not. You're going to do Everything you can do to save that child, even though you don't know that child or the child's parents or the circumstances under which he ended up running out into the street in the first place. Two-year-olds especially can be very unpredictable (laughs) (laughs) and they have no clue because they don't have the life experience. So what do you do? You do your very best to run out in that street, stop traffic, or even just grab up that kid and bring him back off the street. It is with that same kind of uh, quick fear. Of course, there's going to be a surge of fear because you're afraid that child is going to be hurt. And then there's that, but I can save that person, and you find that place within you. Well, I'm using that example because when I was young, it was the same for me in getting in front of audiences. And it took me many, many years before I could stand in front of an audience and actually feel not only comfortable, but actually enjoying being in front of a group of people. And I knew it happened when I got in front of a group of almost all Japanese people, about 400 of them, at Michael's mom's funeral in 1996. I felt like a bubble was around me and I was completely protected and my courage was right there to speak to all of them. Well, our second break is upon us and so I always make announcements before the break. If you haven't read Michael's award-winning book, You Are the Answer, it it offers many insights and tools that are absolutely needed at this time in the world. And it's available from Amazon as well as through our office. If you already have a copy, gift someone who might benefit from it with one. Also, you can call our office to purchase any of our edited and mastered teleclass courses, all-day seminars, and retreats as MP3 downloads to inspire you and to give you simple but powerful tools that you can apply in your daily life and help you manage its various challenges. You can find many of the titles and descriptions by clicking on the download audio tab in the events menu section of our website, michaeltamora.com, or by calling our office at 530-926-2650 and speaking with our wonderful assistant, Noel. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of Fear not, courage and angels. See you in a couple of minutes.
Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Put something special into your weekend. Listen to Living Your Limitless Life with host Carol Deshane, the founder of Connect to Joy. You can transform your life with new ways of looking at joy, peace, freedom, and prosperity, as well as guided meditations and visualizations. It's time to break free from your limitations and create the best vision of your life. What better time than the weekend or right now on demand? Living Your Limitless Life can be heard Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on Voice America Empowerment. Have you discovered your brain power? Just ask yourself, what's my number? And use the amazing power of emotional brain training, EBT. Enhance your vibrancy, happiness, relationships, productivity, sense of purpose, and health. Listen for Brain Power with Dr. Laurel Mellon. Experience the power of EBT every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Your mind, body, and life will thank you. Many people don't like to talk about death, but like it or not, it's going to happen to you, me, your loved ones, and everyone. It's best to ask the important questions sooner than later. That's where inspiring end-of-life conversations with host Nina Impala can help. We cover all of the important questions, including aging loved ones, cancer, losing a child, hospice, pets, and messages left by our loved ones. Tune in Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We're exploring today about fear not. Courage and Angels. I was afraid of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I was uh, speaking right before the uh, break about my fear of getting in front of audiences. I think that's one of the greatest fears that most people have. So those of you that can stand up in front of a group of people to either sing, perform in some way, or give a speech, or, you know, even in companies, uh, talking to corporate people, it is a, quite a talent. for so, so for those of us that are very sensitive and a little shy, standing in front of a group is, let's say, terrifying. And literally, before I had that experience at Michael's mom's funeral, I was, even though I had regularly been in front of classes and started to get a little comfortable, when it came to being in front of a group of uh, let's say strangers or in in the case of his mom's funeral, it was all her friends and relatives and, and in a completely different culture of my own. I was pretty terrified before I got on the stage, but I asked the angels to help me and I literally did feel this amazing bubble of protection and energy around me that made me feel completely at home with what I was doing. And I had also experienced that at another time when I was on stage with someone I just could not stand, which was a very interesting experience because we were both teaching the same thing, but our personalities did not get along. And um, that particular person was uh, not throwing nice energy at me. If, if you know what I'm talking about, you sensitive psychics out there, you know, when somebody has judgments of you, you feel it. It's kind of like a knife in the heart or that you're, <laughs> you're nothing, <laughs> you're nothing, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But I also at that time called in the angels to help me with that and um, because I wanted to be able to give the presentation even if that kind of hatred energy was on the stage. Yes, you know, and, and if you've ever been to a concert or performance of, you know, big, 
big concert or performance of any kind with superstars, uh, rock stars and and bands and uh, uh, super singers and whatnot, celebrities, where there's literally, you know, what, 10, 20, 40,000 people, 50,000 people in the amphitheater or whatever. That's a lot That's of a energy. That's a lot of energy. Or even, uh, same thing with uh, uh, politicians and people who who are in the public eye giving speeches to thousands and tens of thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people sometimes. Many who don't agree with them. <laughs> yeah. And so, have you ever been to one of those things? You can even see it on TV, but when you're there, you can really see the angels, the spirit guides, the... Uh, <laughs> they're like spirit bodyguards, so to speak. <laughs> and the more famous the person is, or sometimes the more important what a person has to do, whether it's a popular thing or unpopular thing, you see all these spiritual beings. Many of them are what we would consider to be angels, uh, beings that have a specific work function, so to speak, and they're there. They're there to everything from uh, protect that person, like Raphael was talking about. Sometimes, you know, if you're scared and you call in an angel or a whole (laughs) team of angels to help, huh, oh, I feel much more, I feel safer, I feel protected, there's a bubble around me. You might even experience something like that or you're not as terrified or whatever. But I've also been witness to, you know, big, big uh, uh, types of presentations and either for entertainment or for uh, speech or something like that. And these angels are there. And they have different functions. It's not random. There are some angels sometimes when the person, him or herself, like Raphael mentioned, calls in. They might not be aware that they're already there. They have an important function to serve in the world. So the angels are already there to do their part to make it happen. But if you yourself, you're not aware that's already happening and you want extra support, (laughs) make sure they're there. (laughs) You might call one in or a whole bunch of them in and you feel better because they will respond. So sometimes I see, oh yeah, that person didn't realize they have a whole team of angels working with them to ensure that they're not, you know, it's not like the concert is going to not get out of totally out of hand or whatever, or they're going to not get hurt or things will go well, all kinds of different things. And when I said angels and other, other spiritual beings, a lot of times their guides are there. You know, the guides that are different than angels. And, and um, they have specific function of working with you to do what you need to do. And, and so let's say, for example, uh, a writer might have an editorial guide, some being that has a lot of experience in writing and writing well and communicating on the level that you like to communicate or learn to communicate at. And that editorial guide is with you as you're writing so your writing starts to improve you start to learn and and that guide is guiding you on the writing end of things i also find that um our dear archangel gabrielle is also very very good at encouraging writers if you want to really make a commitment and get going with your writing call on archangel gabrielle because she slash he uh will be relentless in that <laughs> request. They're yes. very good at it. Oh, yeah. And communicate. you know, I, I experienced the Archangel Gabriel as a, as a communicating specialist. Yes. Yeah, writing or speech and, and uh, teaching, you know, uh, giving a speech, talking to people in general, whatever. If you are sincerely seeking assistance on that, that's there. On the angelic level, it's much more the energy. It's not like a editor behind you going, oh, yeah, make sure you get your 
comma in the right place and the grammatical uh, structure of this sentence. No, it's not like that. That's much more a spirit guide. My experience of angelic assistance is the energy. And you match the energy and you go, oh, yeah. And of course, what is that? You can go down to the physical making everything about the body or what the angels do is remind you, no, spirit, this is spirit energy. Be yourself. The one thing about fear not, and we're talking about courage, having courage, is basically having courage, when I said earlier, is about being loving. Loving something, loving yourself, loving others, loving what you're doing, being loving. But the other part of it is be yourself. The loving part is important because if you're not loving, you're not going to want to be yourself. <laughs> ah, but when you are loving, it's natural. Oh, I can be myself. That's one of the first things I remember when I was just starting out as a teacher, officially as a teacher when I was 21 years old. And early on, I was invited to give a talk to a complete room full of strangers, uh, you know, maybe about two, three hundred people who pretty much I didn't know anybody. Completely a different energy, different environment, different everything. I was a guest invited to speak and address this group. So I didn't have any trouble with, with addressing groups, but there was a little, you know, I, I had a little trepidation. And as I was walking up and being introduced and walking up and the energy's not necessarily all friendly, right? I wasn't preaching to the choir in that particular group. <laughs> and so I'm going, okay, I'm grounding myself and finding my space and, and doing what I need knew to do to, to get into the space of being able to address this whole group in a great way. Then when I got on the stage and I faced the whole group, ah, one of the angels came and said, don't worry. It's, it's a version of fear not, right? Yeah, don't worry. Fear not. Just be yourself. That was the only message. And that was the only message I needed. The minute I heard, just be yourself. It went ding. And I realized, oh, oh yeah. That's the only worry, isn't it? Is I'm not good enough. Or I can't do this or something of that nature. And I'm going, wait a minute. I don't have to worry about any of that. I just have to be myself. I don't have to be better than who I think I am. I don't have to be as good as somebody else. I don't have to create some fictional element of what I have to be or do. And I just have to relax. I just have to be my, let myself be me. Okay, that's easy. I can't explain who I am, but I can be myself. That's the easiest thing there is. You just relax and go, oh, I just get to be myself. And once I got that, never had a problem on anything. Being on TV, in front of cameras, in front of a lot of people, you know, strangers, one person, anything. It's just like, if I ever have a problem, I just have to remind myself what that angel told me. Oh, yeah, just be yourself. And the minute I remember that, and, oh, yeah, I just have to be myself. Everything settles down. It's a piece of cake, right? I get to be myself. And if somebody doesn't like it, well, they get to be themselves. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to solve that problem. (laughs) And so... Well, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit before we end our show here about another way you can use your angel friends. First off, it's really easy to call on them because all you have to do is in your mind say hello 
And, you know, if you don't know angels' names in particular, just ask for an angel for a particular thing, such as um, my favorite time to call in angels is when Michael and I are traveling. I do almost all the long-distance driving, and I drive a very large car, which would could possibly kill people if I was careless with it. So... When we're getting ready to uh, travel by car, I always stop, ground myself, come into the center of my head before I roll the car out, and I ask for uh, my favorite angel of protection while traveling, which is uh, Archangel Michael, and I also call in the angels to protect our house when we're away from it and our cats inside. Um, I also do this when I'm getting on an airplane or a boat or any other kind of vehicle, and in the car especially, because when I'm being myself in the car, I learned to drive in Detroit, and I tend to drive fast, so it helps me to remember, don't drive fast and follow the rules, be safe, and if there's any dangers, it won't be uh, one that the angels have to scold me about, rather just let me know that something is up and to be careful, and it's very, very effective. Uh, in my experience. Well, we're coming to the end of our show. We thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. (laughs) Enjoyed it. Well, you know, maybe we did that too. And we hope you also gained some new insights and tools. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for a very special show we're giving called Walking with Angels, in which we'll interview our guest, Keith Leon S., also known as Keith Leon Smith, teacher, publisher, wonderful musician, and best-selling author of numerous books, including one of my favorites these days, Walking with My Angels. Tune in to hear of his extraordinary life with angels. It really is a great story, so even if you can't tune in live, please listen to it afterwards. Also, make sure to save the dates and plan on joining us in Zurich and Basel in Switzerland for the amazing workshops and seminars we have lined up for May 17th through May 24th, if it's all happening and we're allowed to travel. Check online at imlicht.ch for details and to register whether the, whether the events will be in person or offered remotely, depending on the world circumstances. Until then... Be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.